Hey, what's good, Jazz fans? Welcome to Jabber Jazz, your home for Utah Jazz basketball content. So I'm your host, Adam Bushman, at, underscore, at Adam underscore Bushman on Twitter. Uh, today we're having an awesome special edition of the Jabber Jazz podcast, the definitive review of the rebrand. And here to do it with me, we have Tiffany, who has some of the strongest rebrand takes, though maybe not as hot as her Rudy Gobert takes. Tiffany, how's it going? Great. Thanks for having me on, Adam. Uh, happy to be here and happy to happy to talk rebrand. Absolutely. And also we've got Jazz Uni tracker Sam is here. Uh, fan, designer, consultant for the actual rebrand. He's here to talk to us. We're so excited to have you, Sam. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me, Adam and Tiffany. You know, nice to meet you guys. I mean, I feel like I'm kind of uh, the ghost following everybody, kind of seeing everybody from afar. So it's cool to see you guys in person. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's so great to connect. And I wanted these two on the podcast specifically because we we're going to dive into the rebrand. Specifically, now that we've seen it all, we've, we've got everything, we've got all the context now. Let's look back from the very beginning, actually decide what's good, what's bad. Did the team actually use good practice, good process throughout this whole, this whole rebrand? What's the legacy and how we might like to see it evolve. We're going to get into all that and more. If you haven't yet and you like what we're doing, consider subscribing, following, leaving us a review or a comment, and snagging some merch on our on our store. That always helps as well. Okay, so let's get into what's actually good and bad. And I do really want to kind of go back to the very, very beginning because in the 2021-22 season, we saw a redesigned stadium with black and white everywhere. What's going on? Unofficial graphics. You know, we saw Fontgate. Holy cow, was that just wild. Uh, all these crazy fonts and, and uh, you know, the marketing team eventually doing just the, the Dwight Schrupp happy birthday period type things for all the players and stuff, black and white. Um, talk to me, what, was this a good, good lead up actually doing the podcast or doing the rebrand in kind of a half step, like almost leading up two seasons worth of rebrand in a way. Start with you, Tiffany. Are you up or Dan on that approach to the rebrand, kind of this lead up? Yeah, I, you know, I would say yes. I, I feel like it was a good idea. Uh, I, I do remember going to games last year and, and noticing certain things within the arena. I did notice a lot more, you know, black and white. I noticed some subtle hint with the yellow here and there. And I, you know, I, I saw the yellow and I thought, okay, like, I don't know, is that, is that going to be part of the rebrand? I'm not sure. Is it just, you know, are they just leaning kind of into the yellow, right? That, you know, they had the statement Jersey and everything. So I wasn't quite sure, uh, thought maybe it could be a possibility, but I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to reserve, reserve my judgment for, you know, the full, <laughs> the full reveal, you know, if you want to say that. So, uh, but I, I, I did like the idea of, of sort of leaning in, like you were saying, to the rebrand. I think it, I, I don't know that it would have been a great idea to just, boom, hit us with the rebrand right off the bat. I don't know. Maybe, I, you know, I could be wrong. There might be other people who, who think otherwise. Uh, personally, I, I, I liked the lead in. 
Yeah, yeah. What about you, Sam? I mean, you as you know, being a consultant and, and, and things for the rebrand, you know, you were kind of introduced, you know, midway through. Well, maybe I'll just kind of share some of my thoughts, you know, really quick. But uh, yeah, I hated most of the lead up. I think. And probably mostly to do with, I don't know, I guess the taboo nature of the topic. You know, it felt like some of the jazz beat writers started asking about it. And it was kind of like uncouth, you know, like hard to talk about until ultimately at like that Silicon Slopes like event that uh, Ryan Smith and Dwayne Wade were at. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're rebranding. Oh, yeah. You know, none of, none of the colors make sense. You know, Wade's mom was totally confused. And it wasn't until then that it was just like, okay, yeah, like they're, they're, they're like clearly, you know, publicly sharing that, hey, yeah, we, we are doing a rebrand. So it's just, I thought that uh, the lead up was weird because of how taboo it kind of was to talk about. Um, but Sam, what, you know, you have a unique perspective kind of coming in midway uh, to this whole thing. What are your thoughts? Are you up or down on the lead up and how the jazz kind of did this half measure for for a rebrand? You know, coming from a, a team perspective and like a marketing perspective, I think what they were trying to do is is kind of do a half cast, right? They wanted to kind of feel out how the fan base would would react to something like that. And so I think they they started to kind of build a maybe a foundation of you know letting fans know, hey, there's changes coming. So when it does happen, don't don't revolt on us. Don't, you know, don't completely abandon us. You know, we're doing some big things here, which we, we think are big things. So hang with us here. There's some big things coming. So I'm, I'm up for that. Um, I think it would have been a better, the you know, better path than just surprising the fan base with bam, you know, we're black, white, and yellow, like, you know, highlighter yellow to, to take it even further. So I'm okay with that. So speaking of highlighter yellow, okay, the next component I want to touch on here are the colors, okay? So it was originally proposed black, white, yellow hints, and then it kind of became formal that the Jazz were going to proceed with yellow. Um, and it was really a concession that was mandated by the league because the league is like, oh, we already have San Antonio, we already have Brooklyn, can't really have you guys do solely black and white. You're going to need to, you know, throw in, you know, a third color there. Uh, so, what do you, what are your guys' thoughts? Are you up and up or down on on the colors? Like, may, maybe speak to, you know, initial reaction, uh, um, but then, you know, after, I don't know, being force fed black, white, and yellow for the past few months, you know, how have you come around, Tiffany? What do you think? Well, I think my opinion on the yellow is well documented. <laughs> <laughs> For those not plugged I, into Twitter, please give us yeah. uh, give us just a preview. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just uh, it, it's just it's not my thing. Highlighter yellow, it's not something that I ever foresaw coming. Uh, I don't know that it has really anything to do with the jazz as a whole. Um, I know that they, you know, they mentioned. The black, I saw, I don't remember who it was from. I saw some, you know, some mention about, oh yeah, the black, white, and the yellow. It's, it's the black and the white represents the keyboards on the piano and the yellow represents the spotlight on the stage. And I was like, I've never seen a spotlight that's highlighter yellow. Like to me, that just, it didn't resonate with me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, and I, and I get that. I, I get that, you know, the league was saying, hey guys, that's great that you want to go black and white. You're going to have to add something else. I just, 
I don't know what they could have added other than the highlighter yellow, but I, I definitely am not a highlighter yellow fan. We'll put it that way. <laughs> well, it's so interesting. I'm really glad you brought that up because I was going to touch on it too, that kind of buried deep into this rebrand press release is this paragraph that talks about the symbolism of the colors and why they chose it and why it really aligns with, you know, this, this term jazz and I'm like, why did you bury that lead? I think so many more people probably would have been like, oh, okay, I guess I get it now. But it, it totally felt like they just buried that deep within a press release and everybody's just like, yellow? What the fetch? Where did this even come from? Um, Sam, talk to me about, you know, your thoughts, thoughts on the colors, you know, the press release, you know, a, a natural alternative, though there are still complications with other teams in the league, you know, with, with using a purple or something like that. But talk to me about colors. Are you up or down? Yeah. I mean, I think in a vacuum, you know, black, white, and yellow, they actually go really well together. I mean, you go look if you're any, you know, if you follow any other sports, you look at like the city of Pittsburgh, right? I mean, you have the Steelers. I mean, I think all their teams actually are black, white, and yellow. That's a the color palette that they've kind of really leaned into with all their sports between them, the Penguins, the, I think the Pirates as well. So they work, um, you know, by themselves. Now, that being said, I didn't ever see any connection to Utah Jazz, uh, you know, as you know, a, a fan. I followed them since I was a kid. And even going back into New Orleans, they've always had, you know, this purple color scheme. And we got into the Navy, of course, and I'm sure we'll get into all that if you want to. But, you know, and, and I think people... Most people that follow me know my story. I, I was a pretty fortunate fan and I had the opportunity to see the rebrand a year plus before they were, you know, rolled it out. And so when they, you know, when they showed me and they pulled the curtain down off these posters and showed what the colors were going to be in the jerseys, I was pretty stunned. Uh, and so I just didn't feel, feel like it was jazz at all. Um, and I, at that point we were just barely seeing, you know, the font gate, like you mentioned and the, the black and white around the arena. So I knew that something was coming, but I didn't realize it was going to be a spotlight yellow or well, our fans are calling it highlighter yellow. I know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Me personally, I, I've come around on the colors. Um, I feel like half my wardrobe is black and white. I love black and white. It's just, it's crisp. It's clean. The yellow was weird initially. That was hard for me to grasp. But then, you know, aesthetically, like you're talking, Sam, you know, they work. It is not Utah Jazz by any means. But I've definitely come around on black, white, and yellow. The implementation of it, you know, as we'll talk here in a little bit, you know, leaves quite a bit to be desired. But as, as far as colors go, I've actually come around on them. Um, I, I would, you know, we'll talk about this in a little bit. But, you know, I, I think there's some things you could do with that yellow uh, to make it less abrupt <laughs> might be a nice way to yeah. say it. <laughs> and if I could add one more thing, if that's okay, um, on this topic, I think, I think the, the jazz wanted, and, and I think coming from Ryan, especially he's, and I've mentioned this before, he's kind of an innovator. He's a pioneer in his own realm and in his world. And so following someone else's path of, Hey, we're going to just go back to being purple. Cause that's how the Millers did it. And the, the, you know, the owners before that, that's not really his style. And I think, he probably took a 30,000 foot view of it. Like, Hey, what's a color palette that nobody else in the league has? What's something that's unique and different because we're trying to be unique and different here in Utah. And that's his style. And I think it totally resonates with this complete rebrand that it's kind of followed Ryan's desire to be, 
you know, cutting edge. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. And, and I'm glad you brought up purple because when the jerseys, when the colors were kind of released, and, and maybe even like the lead up, you know, we started seeing all of those mock-ups, you know, all of those, um, all of those inklings of, of what the, the colors and the jerseys were kind of going to look like. Fan base really started to kind of make their their opinions well known, and then all of a sudden the release video happens, and what do you see? Not black, not white, not yellow, but purple. In fact, 60 seconds of the release video video 68 seconds. I went back and timed it. 68 seconds is purple, all about purple. 33 seconds is devoted to the new kit, the the new rebrand, three jerseys crammed into 33 seconds. And uh, it was just this weird unveil of purple is back, and then kind of like, I don't know, the rebrand, everything we're going to wear most nights is secondary. That Tiffany, how did that come across? (laughs) Just, hey, purple's back, but is it? (laughs) Yeah, I, I kind of have the same thoughts as you were. I, you know, I'm watching the video and I'm thinking, okay, but when are we seeing the actual rebrand? Now, I love purple. So I, you know, I was enjoying the first 68 seconds, like you're saying. I'm like, oh, look at this. We're bringing back the mountain jersey, you know, and, and ooh, look at this other purple jersey that we're going to have as well. And then, boom, here comes the the last 30 seconds of of the black, the white, and the yellow. And I'm like, Mm, yeah, mm, you start off with the purple. Everyone loves the purple, and then you kind of you kind of tag the the other re you know the rebrand on on the back end. And I can I can see why they led with the purple because it got it got me excited. Um, yeah, the the thirty seconds at the end didn't quite do it for me, but <laughs> but I I I mean I love the video. I love that JC was the was the the model um he's you know great vibes all around everybody loves jc so great choice on on player you know to use for that video um i like the music i i liked you know the way the video was done um but yeah i thought it was very strange that it was purple 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 is back oh by the way here's here's black white and and yellow and then you know video ended and I, i i think a lot of people were kind of taken aback by that um just at how much how much time was spent talking about the purple versus the rebrand. Yeah, Sam, weigh in here as well. Um, just like how did it come across, you know, not only from a marketing perspective, but, you know, just as a fan. And then, you know, having seen, you know, a lot of the rebrand materials a year ago, but then all of a sudden most of the content is centered around purple. Give me, give me your thoughts there. Yeah, I mean, I had waited for that day for a long time because that's when I finally could kind of divulge what I, you know, what I had seen and what I was kind of holding on to. It must have been so hard for you, man. Holy cow. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It was tough. It was tough. And, you know, I considered myself super lucky to even see it. So I'm not, you know, saying that I was mad or anything, but, you know, and I got to be careful here because I don't want to upset anybody, you know, up there in Salt Lake. But my thought was that, you know, purple, I don't think was, was part of it. And I think, uh, unfortunately, the, the whole uniform package was, was leaked. And it was leaked a few months before the announcement. And I think the team saw the fans' reaction of the leaks and said, oh, my goodness, we really need to do something um, or else, you know, we could really lose our fan base here. And, and I don't know if a team's ever 
done something like that where they just gone all in and changed everything. I mean, it could be dangerous, right? From, from a fan perspective and, you know, money perspective as well. It's all about the bottom line. So I think that they were probably like, okay, we need to do something to reel in our fan base. And they all know that, that most of the fans, the vast majority like purple and the purple mountain uniforms were already um, accepted and approved by Nike because we used them two years prior. And so they were able to dig back through, you know, the, the old bin of uniforms that we'd used in the past and, and just use it again. And I think it was a Band-Aid uh, for a way to kind of bring in the rebrand without, you know, letting the fan base down 100%. You know, they still had that purple to fall back on as kind of their safety net. Um, that was kind of my, my take on it. And I was, I laughed because, you know, I, I had kind of seen that coming. Um, and when, when Ryan kind of tweeted out, you know, purple's here to stay. You know, there was lots, lots of mixed messages going on. And if you're on Twitter and jazz Twitter, people were like, well, I knew the rebrand was just a hoax. I knew that per- black, white and yellow was just a hoax. Oh, we're going all back into purple. And then the announcement happened and we kind of got both, both worlds. So it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, really interesting. I thought the Salt Lake Tribune actually put it pretty well. Andy Larson said that the Jazz rebranded the rebrand. It, you know, they, they reported that it was kind of like this this last-minute, you know, last-ditch effort to kind of save face with the franchise but still do everything that they had worked on and, and planned to do and then hope that, that, you know, the two will really, I don't know, carry the jazz and the fan base through this not only awkward time with rebrand, but also reshuffling up the roster, new coaching staff. That's not our focus here, but but really interesting, you know, just how much they had to lean on purple to kind of keep everything together. Yeah, and it's a really fascinating thing. If I could add one more thing, sorry. You know, really fascinating time because we go from, you know, making the playoffs, thinking we're going to be, you know, a contender. Obviously, we lost to the Mavericks. And within a few weeks, the rebrand fell right during that weird time where we lost Quinn Snyder. We were probably going to trade our two biggest stars and maybe everybody else. And we had Danny Ainge now running the show. And so we went from having this identity of kind of who we knew who we were to two weeks later, three weeks later, we didn't recognize our own franchise. And that was kind of a scary time for a fan and kind of a, a volatile time for a fan with, you know, without being too dramatic, but it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 100% crazy. Uh, Tiffany, you know, you have any thoughts there? I think that is a you know great point and, and I definitely felt it. What, what, what did you feel at that point with so much change all at once? Yeah. I, I think Sam brought up a great point. I, I do feel like that was a very interesting time as a jazz fan. Uh, you know, a lot was in flux <laughs> and, and then, uh, and then this happens as well. And, and to Sam's point, you know, you don't recognize the team because coaching changes, players are getting traded. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I don't know when they could have, you know, if if they could go back, would they change things? Probably, maybe, who knows? Uh, I'm not sure if that was necessarily the best time to drop a rebrand as well. <laughs> but, you know, it it is what it is. It, it, it came down when it came down and, and, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think, I think the the addition of the purple kind of as a band aid, um, it makes me it makes me wonder. I mean, I know that I was vocal about it, but it makes me wonder, like, just how bad was the backlash, you know, for them to say, okay, hold up, like we got a we got a big problem on our hands. <laughs> 
like go all in on purple because, you know, backlash is, is severe. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So another component, interestingly, not only to the purple, but then also the new kit are these matching courts. And we'd kind of seen this, the purple court with the, you know, the Jazz Mountain logo, you know, previously, you know, we, we had one of those courts a couple of years back when the Jazz had the mountain uniforms. So not a ton there, but, but super, super aesthetically pleasing and, 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 you know, just ties so many eras and generations of Jazz fan base, of the Jazz fan base together. But then you got this new court that complements the, the new kit, the new rebrand. So we've got this angled light colored flooring, the silver accents, black and yellow paintwork. Um, you know, we've, we've seen it on TV. Maybe you guys have seen it in the arena as well. You know, are you guys up or down on the court? Yeah, I, I mean, I went, I went to a game right off the bat at the beginning of the season. They had the new, the new black, white, and yellow court. I actually really, I was surprised. I showed up, I sat, I sat in my seat. I looked at the court and I said, that looks nice. You know, uh, I, I really don't have, I really don't have anything negative to say about the court itself. Uh, I think from my perspective, I, I only wish that the jerseys complemented the courts and vice versa better. I feel like the court, you know, the court looks very clean. The court looks, I don't know if this is, if this makes sense. It's, it's not, it's not minimal. And it's not too cluttered. I feel like it's it's a good balance of the of the two, where I feel like the jerseys are just they're too plain. You know, they they don't quite match up with the court as well. Um, and then you know, the, I mean, the purple court with the you know with the mountain logo. I mean, everybody loves that court. I don't think anybody say that they hate that court. <laughs> um, I, but I I remember too. They they showed the courts. You know, with the rebrand announcement. And I remember, I remember seeing the courts in the video and thinking, those are going to be so cool. You know, when we see them live, when we see them on TV. So I was, I was really excited for the courts, not as excited for the jerseys, at least the re, the rebrand jerseys. But um, I, I like the courts a lot. Sam, what about you? Yeah, I'm in agreement with Tiffany here. I think they really redeemed themselves as you know as much as they could um, with the the two courts. And if you notice, the, the mountain court is actually a little bit different than the one they had two years before. They uh, made the key solid purple, um, and they actually it's kind a of good tied move, in yeah. some beautiful, yeah, they made some beautiful decisions. As far as the black and white court, same same thing. I felt like there was some, some good design aspects to it. Um, it wasn't too minimalistic, but it was clean. Um, you know, and there's some, you know, if you're a Jersey uniform aesthetics nerd like me, you'll notice different things. Like, the uh, the wood paneling is 66 degrees the same you know the same degree as the the jazz note and little things like that subtle design you know uh, easter eggs or whatever you want to call them is is such a cool way to kind of put your brand and infuse your brand into the court and with you know if you look above if you took a bird's eye view of the court you'd even see a note underneath the court it's like they laid a note and then they put the court on top of it. And you can look up by the benches and then down in the other corner and see that there's into the ball and then the top part of the note. So little things like that. And like Tiffany said, I wish they would have put some of those subtle design, you know, um, I don't know, Easter eggs or whatever you want to call them, just elements into the, the jerseys themselves. Because then I think it could have tied everything in beautifully and 
And that's when I think fans could have gotten behind it when they see it all tied together, when they go to the arena, they have that fan experience and it all ties together. Would have been beautiful. I, I really, really like the court as well. What I think is that they achieved the minimalistic, you know, trend, you know, that that's where things are going. You know, that's, that's, you know, what's in, they achieved that, but they, they were still able to have a lot of character in the court, you know? And, and I think that, you know, that, uh, the angled court work and stuff like that, you know, nobody else has done that in the league and that, you know, adds an element of character and preview my thought about the jerseys is they achieved minimalism, but they lacked character. And we'll get into that in a second. Um, Another part of this rebrand is that, you know, we've got a slightly different logo, right? It doesn't have that accent mark at the end. Uh, you know, they angled things a bit, um, made that, uh, that note stem a bit thicker. You know, they cited, you know, being a little more identifiable, easier for digital use. Any burning thoughts on, on the note change? Um, I, I, I was more than, more than fine with everything they did there. I, I would agree with you, Adam. I think I think the note is, again, clean, minimalistic, but but doesn't look like clip art. <laughs> if you know, if you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's got a little bit more to it than than just a note. Right. With a basketball on it. Uh, so I I mean, I don't really have I don't have many thoughts on the note. I, I like it. I think it's clean. Uh, I just wish that the worldwide Wob would actually use our current oh logo, my gosh. Uh, or anyone else for that matter. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the the logo that he's been using has been you know the old logo that we last used in 2016, and I'm like, come on, Wob, you you can you can do better than this. <laughs> And he's not the only one either. I mean, you even look at like ESPN. I mean, it's it's ESPN. They they should at least find a way to use an an updated logo. And I'm with you guys. I think the the note, you know, bolded a little bit. You know, changing the staff, the stem a little bit thicker, taking off the accent. It made it so much more of an identifiable uh, symbol. Um, and and I think that was a win as far as marketing and uh, branding is concerned for sure. So we talked a little bit about Fontgate earlier. You know, during this this half step with the rebrand, this kind of lead up, they experimented with like these Atari, you know, like 60s gaming fonts. And then they experiment they experimented with, you know, just like your 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 standard, you know, bold faced fonts and things and tons of backlash from from the fan base. Ultimately, what they've kind of settled on is a lot of block, capitalized letters. You know, they, they do kind of have their, their own script to them. So, you know, it's not just something off the shelf. Uh, but we have, I don't know if you guys have seen this, we have started seeing these, like, weird mismatched sizes where, like, you know, they'll have, like, a really wide M and then everything else is, like, super thin. I don't know, still some, like, really interesting, weird stuff there. A any burning thoughts font-wise? I mean, yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of the blast from the past fonts. And and sometimes blast from the past can can work in a good way, but I don't think this was it. <laughs> I definitely yeah, the the weird kind of digital type look to me it was it was hard to read. It it's like way too old school. And I get that, you know, like other teams they'll use they'll use script that's that could be considered old school, right? But 
but I don't, I just don't think digital is the way to go. It was, it was very against that. <laughs> and, and to your point too, with the, with some of the, some of the things they're testing right now, I, I've noticed the same as you, you got one big letter and then one skinny letter and that, you know, and, and I've noticed too, they've, they slant some letters. They don't slant other letters. I, I saw that just a few days ago and I, I'm, I'm like, I don't know what way my eyes are supposed to be, you know, I feel like with design, kind of, you're kind of taught like, okay, the eye goes, this is the way the eye goes. Right. And it's, it's like this mess. I feel like I've got one eye going this way, one eye going this way. It's, it's an, it's an interesting choice by them. Maybe, maybe they're testing, you know, some, some stuff with that right now. Um, yeah, it, it just seems like there's, there's a lot of testing happening right now. I, uh, I kind of have an interesting perspective on this and maybe it's a little bit different. Um, I feel like, I feel like we're talking about two different groups here. Okay. Within the jazz organization where there's definitely the, the digital social media department that does a lot of the digital, the video content that we see online on the website. And then you have the, the actual design group that does the uniforms and the branding. And I think what we might be seeing, and this is just me guessing here, but I think those two groups, they're separate, you know, and they're different. And so what you're having is maybe in the social media side of the, of the design team or the social team is that's their creativity coming out. And that's their design, you know, choices that they decided to do these different fonts, the, the Atari old, old school font that way, or you know, this weird slanted um, big letter, small letter thing. I think that's more of just a, a social trend of trying to be cool and artistic. And I don't think it reflects as much on the brand design team that does the uniforms uh, and the, you know, the branding as, 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 as it pertains to the organization, if that makes any sense. Um, but I feel that, I feel that come through. Yeah. So, you know, and as far as like the fonts go on uniforms, I do. It is a unique font. You know, you won't find it anywhere. Um, it is very blocky, um, very plain, um, and it, it could look good. I just think going back to, like we said, a few more design elements, they could have used that font and if they would have added other design elements to, to you know, kind of blend with it. I also think that it's just way too big for the uniforms as, as the uniforms go. I mean, if, if the number is down to where you're tucking in the jersey, it's too big. And that's my humble opinion, but that's kind of where I stand on it. Well, with that fantastic segue, let's get to the meat and potatoes of this rebrand, the jerseys, okay? Uh, Tiffany, should we just let you go off for a little while and, uh, and we can just let you roll with it? Um, there, there's, there's so much that, that can be said here, and I, I, I would just love for you to go into all your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I, I'm, almost, I'm almost tired. <laughs> well, we can't catch you at the all... perfect time. Right after this, you can be I, done. <laughs> I feel like I've no. This is. The, I mean, I'm glad we're doing this episode because there is so much to talk about the rebrand, including the jerseys. But you know, Sam and I were were chatting actually before we started this this podcast, and we were saying, "Man, there's a lot of people out there who are just done with talking about the rebrand." Uh, and anytime you bring it up, you know, you got people for, and I, you know, no. I, I don't care. No, I don't think they're at fault. They, they have an opinion just like we do, but there are people out there like, Oh, like enough with the rebound. Let's, let's stop talking about it. Let's move on. Um, 
but I think, I think there's going to be talk about it for the foreseeable future. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean the jerseys, the jerseys, like Sam said, um, font is way too big. Numbers are way too big. Uh, it just, it just, it's like abnormally large to me, you know? Um, I feel like I, I could, from the, the very top row in the upper bowl, I could, I could still, I could still see, you know, <laughs> which isn't a bad thing necessarily, but it's, it's almost, yeah, it, it's just too big. <laughs> um, as far as, as you know, the colors go, um, I've come around a little bit on, on the black. I think the black is my favorite out of the three, you know, excluding the purple Jersey, obviously. Um, the yellow is just, it's just too much. It's, it's, it's abrupt. It's in your face. It's, it's bright. <laughs> um, the white, now, I, I do like the white only because I, you know, there is actually a Jazz logo on the white jersey, which is not, you don't have just Utah or Jazz with, with large numbers. You actually have a Jazz note on there. So to me, that makes the white a good jersey. However, I'm not, I'm, I'm still not a big fan of the, the, the yellow trim with the white. I just, it, I don't know. It, it doesn't look great to me. Um, but I mean, I, I've got so many, I've got so many opinions on the jerseys, but that's kind of the overview. <laughs> well, that's, that's fantastic. Sam, you prefaced a little bit of your, your thoughts on the jerseys, but you know, this is the, the right time to go into a little bit more detail as you are begging for a little bit more detail. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you have to look at maybe what their, their purpose was behind this and, and, they, I think, like I said, they wanted to be unique. They wanted to be different. And so the font size, I think that was the first thing is how can we be big and stand out? I mean, you look at like Oregon sports, especially Oregon football and the way that they are kind of big and bold and loud. And that's, that's a definitely a design trend that they've, you know, leaned into heavily. I think there's some merit to that where, you know, we're, that's kind of where the jazz were coming from as well. It's we're going to be different. And uh, I'll just kind of start from the top. I mean, the association jersey with the note, I love that note design with the number underneath. We've seen it in previous jerseys. It works great. I mean, it, it just flows really perfectly. It's a great, uh, maybe a secondary jersey, in my opinion. Um, and if you look across the league, you won't find other teams that are using that kind of secondary logo or, or a jersey without maybe their name or their city or state on the front of it. And so that's another way that the Jazz said, hey, you know what? We're just going to be different. You know, whereas association, which that's the white one, that's what Nike calls the, the white jerseys. And then the icon, which is that's the, the colored jersey that the, the teams wear. Usually those have the team name or city or state. And so for the Jazz to say, you know what, we're not playing by your rules, Nike. We're going to do something totally different. It just kind of leans in a little bit more to their whole uh, perspective with this rebrand. But the yellow jersey, which is the icon, um, and we've seen it once. And I think um, if anybody follows me, they can go see how many times we, we're going to wear it. I think it's 10 all year. So we only got nine more times with it. It is. It's very bright. It's, you know, and it's, it lacks a lot of design. And I think, Tiffany, if I remember right, you had some sort of retweet thing going on that if you got enough retweets, you'd be wearing a yellow sweatsuit. Did that ever come to fruition? Because I expected to see that on this podcast. It was like a banana, you know, banana yellow, well, obviously well, Highlight yeah. yellow, top and bottom. So, yeah, is that going to happen? Yeah. Uh, 
you know, I, I did, I asked for, I asked for a certain number of retweets. Uh, I think it was about like a week after it still hadn't hit the retweet threshold that I set up. So at that point I cut it off and I was like, well, you know, if it's not going to hit that by a week, then, uh, but who knows, you know, I, I should have, I should have bought that outfit and worn it when I went to the game on Halloween and just, you know, gone as highlighter jazz fan, you know, <laughs> um, I'm not. We'll see. We'll see. I, I may still wear it, but but something like spectacular would have to happen for me to actually show up to Vivint head to toe highlighter. <laughs> well, we can we can bring out that retweet if we have to to get a few more if we need to get you over the threshold. But I just thought that that was really funny because it is it is very it's a comical color scheme just to have all bright yellow and everyone's talking about the construction uh, construction worker comments and things like that it just it just didn't work for me um and then the fact that the team's using this kind of grayish blue trim on the sides which was another color that they brought in really didn't have a place that was something i found interesting i'm with tiffany i like the the black statement uniform um it's clean um if you size down the number and the font i think you you have something better there but I just want to see some more design. I just want to see some some pattern, you know, some some color in on the the sleeves and the collar. Whereas the team just decided we're not going to do that. Um, we're just going to go all black or all yellow. And then on the association, it's that yellow. And I don't think that the yellow and the white contrast each other very good. So it kind of gets lost there. And to me, this is just basic design principles that they're purposefully breaking the rules. It's not that they don't have the talent, right? I, I know the team that has created the jerseys in the past, Ben Barnes, if you know him and it's know his stuff, he's extremely talented and amazing at what he does. So it wasn't for the lack of talent and ability to make these choices. I think they actively wanted to shake up things with their choices. And so, you know, they definitely did that. And like I said, I would have loved to see a little bit more design go into these uniforms and if you follow me long enough, you'll see that I try to mock up my own designs uh, and say, hey, what I would have done or how do I, you know, how can we fix this? But, you know, all in all, I think they, they achieved what they're going, what they tried to do with shaking up the entire league, not just Utah Jazz fans, because they are the butt of a lot of jokes league wide. You know, uh, Tiffany mentioned WAB and some of the other outlets. If they're talking about Utah Jazz uniforms, I think that might be a problem. But, hey, we're here, so. One one thing to add to that too, if I if I may, um, you know, I that's that's part of Jazz Twitter that I absolutely love is everyone who's who's putting together mock-ups of jerseys. I remember, you know, before the rebrand actually came out, there were a lot of accounts on Twitter that were that were putting out amazing mock-ups. I mean, yeah, you know, there were some things I wasn't a big fan of, but there were some others where I thought man, if the, if they could come out with this, like people would buy this, this would, this would fly off the shelves. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's sort of disappointing from, from a fan perspective when you see amazing mock-ups done by fans and then, you know, the actual product, like, like you said, Sam is, is not quite as detailed as, as you would like. There's, there's not as much personality, right? It's, it's, I, I feel like, I feel like the font and the numbers just overwhelm the Jersey, you know, it, you know, with the black and the, the yellow. So, um, but I, I just want to put a shout out to, for all of those people who 
who put together those mock-ups because I mean there were there were some really great ones out there. Yeah, I, I totally second that. Really, really awesome mock-ups, and it's it's just awesome to have you know a, a community that's you know supportive of you know good ideas, whether they be you know uh, you know mock-ups, uh, stats, or you know you know memes, or uh, you know the uh, the opponent you know, uh, Reddit game threads, you know, all that kind of stuff is just, is just awesome. And it, you know, lends itself to why jazz Twitter is so amazing. Um, also kind of back to Sam's point about, you know, how much flack that, uh, that the organization has got, it's not just locally. I mean, when Zach Lowe kind of like the NBA writer for ESPN sits down and allocates several paragraphs in one of his, I think it might have been a 10 things column, specifically just blasting the Jazz rebrand and just how awful the, from his perspective, the jerseys looked. That kind of encapsulated and, you know, it was kind of like the public face of, you know, national media, other fan bases, uh, you know, their poor outlook on what the Jazz did. I'll summarize just briefly my, my thoughts, I guess. I think the ma- majority of the issue I, I have with the jerseys uh, isn't the colors, isn't the minimal, minimalism. Ultimately, it's just the lack of character. Um, there's nothing in there. I, I think you achieve the character with um, that, that, uh, that association version where you've got the jazz note and you've got the numbers underneath. I always find it just bizarre that we've always relegated that awesome design to some of the least liked jerseys that the Jazz have had, like that gold mustard yellow. That that was the color we chose for that awesome design. Then we had like those Christmas jerseys that were like sprite green. Uh, if you remember those, we had that design on those. So just odd that we've had that awesome of a design on some of the you know lesser popular ones. Um, and so, you know, that type of character, I, I was just missing from the, uh, from the jerseys. I agree on, on the font sizes, Sam, I love that you pointed out that like, Hey, jazz are intentionally breaking some of the longstanding design, you know, rules or best practices intentionally. Like th- this is, you know, their whole motivation behind it. Uh, still, and I've seen some people say, oh, well, the NFL has, you know, big jersey numbers. And I keep thinking, oh, you know how much bigger their field is? How much bigger their stadiums are? Like, that that doesn't fly with me. Um, and uh, I, I really like the black. Um, I really like the black and yellow. The yellow, solid, I'm really waiting to see how that looks at home. And I and correct me if I'm wrong, Sam, but I don't think we see that that yellow at home until we play the magic. Um, and we've only seen it once. So jury for me is still out a little bit on that one. And and you guys mentioned with the white, the association, how, you know, the yellow trim gets lost with the white, um, on the sides. We also see some of that like bluish gray, that light bluish gray. Um, that's technically a part of some branding elements the Jazz have used, specifically with the All-Star Game stuff. You know, that gets lost too. So it just feels almost like a plain white jersey with, I don't know, some stuff that gets lost. Anyways, I, I think there, there are plenty of tweaks to make there, but, uh, you know, they did what they did, and, you know, we're all coming to grips with it in our, in our own way. Um, did, I, did I spur any last thoughts about the jerseys from you guys? 
I'm I'm a Twitter account that focuses strictly on jazz uniforms. So, I mean, I get some of my best content out of this kind of stuff. If we just had amazing jerseys all the time, what would I have to tweet about and uh, kind of talk to people about? So, hey, it's a lot of great content for me. So the last component kind of also kind of tethered to the jerseys is the merchandise. You know, you, you don't spring for a jersey, but you, you might spring for, you know, a hat, uh, you know, or a sweater or et cetera. You know, what, what are you guys' thoughts on some of the, the merchandise? Um, yeah, I'll, I, won't, I won't lead you guys on any more than that. Well, I, I am sporting, I'm sporting a, a all black uh, sweater right now. Uh, I don't know if you can really see it. There's a, there's a faint jazz note on it. Um, yeah, to Sam's point earlier, I love black and white. I've, ever since I'm, I was little, I, I love, it's, it's sometimes been hard for me to wear louder colors. I usually stick to like my good neutrals. So, so white and black for me is, is easy, you know, uh, goes with everything. Um, very clean, right? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to buy anything that's strictly highlighter yellow to Sam's point with my, my tweets, <laughs> with my, my head to toe outfit, but, uh, we'll see, we'll see if, we'll see if I can be coerced into, into buying maybe something black like this that has, you know, a yellow jazz note on it or, you know, Utah jazz in yellow, um, I, I think my, I think my biggest pet peeve, uh, and this, this could be a whole other podcast. I think my biggest pet peeve with merchandise coming from a, a woman's perspective is I feel like there's always been a lot of great men's merchandise that I've seen. I've been like, man, if they had this in a women's size, I would buy this right now. You know, um, there's there's some good women's merchandise out there too um but a lot of the times i feel like it's it's not as it's not as exciting i guess if i could say as as the men's merchandise um there's a lot of crop tops what if you're a person who doesn't want to wear a crop top what if you know there's a lot of lululemon stuff um i don't know how many people want to spend you know do people want to spend that kind of money on on the merchandise don't know um like I said, this this is something that's probably best kept for a, a different <laughs> a different podcast. But that's definitely one thing that I've I've thought of. I've had conversations with other female jazz fans about um, just you know female apparel in general. But um, yeah, as far as merchandise goes, right now I'm I'm sticking with I'm probably sticking with black and white. Uh, I I I don't know that I'll be buying a jersey anytime soon. Um, uh, partly, partly for the colors, partly for who, who knows, who knows who's going to be here, you know, kind of in that we're in that area where, you know, do you, do you buy certain jerseys or not? Do you know if players are going to be here past trade deadline? Who knows? Right. I think, I think there's still a lot of, there's still a lot of possibilities for this team. Um, so I'm, I'm sticking with, with what I'm wearing, you know, like sweaters, hats, um, you know, basic kind of merchandise for now until, until we have a better idea of, of who's sticking around for the long term. Yeah, absolutely. Sam, thoughts on merchandise? Yeah, I've got a couple thoughts. And I think that if Ryan Smith were on this podcast right now, 
he would be clapping at Tiffany's last comment that she made about how she's going to be wearing hoodies and hats and other uh, items of merchandise because that was one of his big intentions with this rebrand is I want to make a brand that fans are excited and positive, you know, willing to wear outside of the arena. In fact, and I'm not trying to flex here, but you know, like I said, I've luck, I've been lucky enough to have some, have some conversations with Ryan. And one of the conversations, it was at a playoff game and I had on my yellow playoff shirt that they gave to every fan in the arena. Right. And we were underneath and downstairs. And he said, you know, I, I just don't think fans want to wear jerseys all the time. And he said, how about you? Are you wearing a jersey right now? And I actually was wearing a jersey underneath my shirt. But I said, he said, you know what? I think most fans want to wear hoodies. They want to wear sweaters, long sleeve shirts, T-shirts. That's going to be more of kind of the direction we want to go. We want to have a better selection for fans and colors that look good and that are aesthetically pleasing outside of the arena as well as in. And uh, he mentioned that, you know, most of the fans won't wear a purple hoodie outside of the arena. Um, and I think maybe your diehard fans would, but to both of your points, you have a lot of black and white in your closet. I do as well. And I think that it looks good. It's, it's clean. It's, uh, you know, it's trendy in a lot of ways. And so I think the team has done a pretty good job with the merchandise. I agree with, with Tiffany that I think that there could be more, more of a selection, um, you know, for, for women and for everyone else. But, and there's certain things that I, I see like coaches or team like players wear, or even Ryan, I think, dang. That should be in the in the team store. I think that would sell really well. So, but all in all, I'd give them give them a pretty good grade as far as it goes on on the merchandise side of things. So, a couple of my thoughts. Uh, I think the one thing I don't really like about the merchandise is just how much merchandise can be devoid of the note and just block letters, especially the hats. I'm a big hat guy. I love hats. And I'm really, really drawn to the black, white uh, hats, even with the yellow note logo, but the ones that are just Utah Jazz or just Utah or Jazz. I just can't do those. They're just, um, I don't know, they're just too minimalistic, just super big, you know, office, you know, Dwight doing the, the, the happy birthday that that just too much big energy there um but i i and so i don't really like the overly yellow stuff um i am convinced though if the jazz care about this rebrand they need to spring for tiffany's full yellow outfit like if they really believe in this thing that that's what they got to do um a, a lot of the purple stuff is is really nice um and you know i i am planning on getting you know some some merchandise for myself um, but I am with Tiffany. I don't, I'm not, I'm not prepared to buy a Jersey, honestly. And I really want to, because I totally come around on the colors. Uh, honestly, I want to get myself a Walker Kessler, uh, a, a Walker Kessler Jersey. I do, but I just can't, I can't pull the trigger and it's, uh, it's tough. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I I'm with you on that. Like I think Kessler is awesome. And, and I, I personally believe he is going to be here for a while, but again, it goes back, it goes back to the jerseys for me. Like I, I don't think I can spend $120, you know, or, or whatever on, on yellow and black and white. I just, I can't do it. I, there's something within me that won't allow me to spend that money. So, um, I think, I think there's a part with, uh, a part within me that, that 
says, hey, let's wait and let's see if, if any tweaks are made in the future. Let's, you know, let's hold off on, on spending money, but we'll see. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I am too. Sam, opinions on, on a jersey, getting one for yourself anytime soon? Yeah, I would add too. I mean, we just had two of the most beloved players in jazz history get, for lack of a better word, ripped away from us, you know? And so, I mean, I know Tiffany was a huge Rudy Gobert fan and, you know, I, I had two Rudy Gobert jerseys myself. I had two Donovan Mitchell jerseys because they were two players that I felt were going to be here for a long time that we could build around. And obviously we did, we did some great things and obviously every great thing has to come to an end, but just like you guys, I'm a little hesitant to go pick up a jersey until either there's a star that, that we can really feel like it's going to be here for a long term or maybe a, a uniform comes out that, hey, we just absolutely fall in love with. So I'm, uh, I'm holding on to my dollars. And, you know, if we could pull up the, uh, the revenue side of the, the team store, I'm sure they're feeling that exact same thing. I don't think jersey sales are that high right now. Um, that's just a personal take. I don't have any data to back that up, but... I think that's probably true. I I would be really curious too to know if if they were pulling up sales just in general, how much purple is being sold over over yellow, black, and white. You know, I, I like when I've when I've been at games and I've walked into the the team store, I feel like I see a lot of purple. I, I I'm seeing a lot of of purple being picked up and taken to the the register. Um, I, I feel like when I've been walking around the concourse at jazz games, I'm, I'm seeing purple, I'm seeing black, I'm seeing white. I'm not seeing as much of the yellow. So yeah, I, I'm very curious about that. You know, if, if like you're saying, if we had the opportunity to look at final numbers or, or just numbers that are, that are showing up up to today, what we would, what we would see. So let's transition a little bit here, kind of looking back at the whole process. I want to, I want us to kind of evaluate the question of, did the jazz execute, you know, good process, good practice with, with this rebrand. Um, so they came in wanting to fix an identity crisis as they kind of, kind of put it, you know, we mentioned, you know, Dwayne Wade's mom said, Hey, I hear you bought the jazz, you know, what colors are they? And they kind of talked about not really knowing, uh, you know, we, we heard, you know, reports coming out of, you know, these focus groups that the jazz had that it was really just kind of like an echo chamber of really just wanting to hear, you know, what they wanted to hear. And then, you know, it, it just kind of being affirmative in a way, uh, versus, you know, coming with contrasting opinions and such, um, Lots of talk about this being Ryan's personal project and, you know, his kind of mission to put his stamp on this, on his, I guess, tenure as jazz owner in this way, you know, visually with, with the rebrand and, uh, you know, this, uh, I guess, half step of, you know, uh, a bunch of the rebrand happening in, in last year and then fully executing it over this off season. Uh, we've got this, you know, purple angle that was kind of thrown in last minute. We've got like this weird PR stuff throughout. Um, and then recently uh, in a in a press conference with Ryan and and uh, Danny Ainge, you know, Ryan started speaking speaking on the record, admitting that there's stuff he didn't like and you know things that he was kind of displeased with how things shook out. 
So now with all that kind of in the rearview mirror in a way, what do you what do you guys think? And maybe we'll start with you, Sam. Did the Jazz use good practice? Did they go about this thing the right way? Yeah, it's a really great question because I think there's a lot of layers that go into this. And it, it's a little ironic that Ryan was part of a uh, a company and started a company that was all about, you know, getting and collecting data to, you know, um, to make correct decisions in business and to have those kind of, you know, that kind of input from lots of different sources. And so, you know, I can kind of confirm, you know, a little bit of the focus groups being that I was involved uh, a little bit there. And I, I was pretty shocked what I heard from other people that were in the room. And here I am kind of standing back, looking at the rebrand with my hands on my head, like, oh man, what are, what's going on here? What are we doing? But then I'm hearing a lot of affirmative type type comments from other people like, oh my gosh, this is the sickest jersey I've ever seen, right? Stuff like that's coming out. And so I'm sure that that, that was probably part of you know why they decided to do what they did. Um, as it pertains to maybe, like you said, having it be Ryan's personal project. I mean, I kind of alluded to it before. I think Ryan is a visionary. He's a pioneer. He wants to be different. And when I was in that meeting, Ryan wasn't there. So I didn't have a chance to talk to him then at that point. But the other, there was other uh, you know, leadership of the, of the jazz there. And I asked them straight up. I said, you know, you, you looked at all these color combinations. You came up with this. Did you guys think of returning back to purple? And because that was kind of my MO going into it. I mean, I had done this identity uh, project a couple of months before where I had kind of combined purples from different eras. And I don't want to get too much into that and kind of talk about my own personal stuff. But I thought that when they pulled the sheets off the posters, it was going to be a purple comeback, you know, full rebrand back to purple. And I was going to be so excited whether or not they use my designs or not. Uh, I was going to be excited because I love the purple. But I asked them, I said, did you guys think about doing purple? And they said, you know, we never won anything in purple. We only took second. You know, that was the closest we ever got. And so I think they kind of use that as maybe a mentality of, hey, we're going to be different. We're going to be something new and let's go win it in this new uh, color scheme. But like you said, the identity crisis of having so many colors that Dwayne Wade's mom doesn't even know. I don't know if they fixed that by adding more colors, um, but hey, it's what they did. Um, you know, we're, we're here with it. There was some weird PR stuff. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my, my thoughts on that. It's, it was kind of really fascinating how it all fell, you know, fell you know, to fruition and um, kind of what we're left with now. And then I think they see that it's an evolution, that there's going to be changes that happen with the brand. And I think we'll see that going forward. Tiffany, what, what, what do you think? Good process, good practice from your vantage point. How did, how do you evaluate how it all shook out? Well, first, first off, I didn't even know, I didn't know that that was even a thing, Sam. I didn't know that they, that you had, you know, mentioned, Hey, what about going back to purple? And that they said, well, we've never won anything in that. To me, that's kind of lame. <laughs> I mean, just because you, you came in second wearing purple doesn't mean that purple is cursed. To me, that sounds like, okay, this particular color is cursed. We're never going to use it again. I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, purple is a color that we've worn when we've been at our best. So I, I don't know if I, if I agree <laughs> necessarily with that. That's, that's an interesting tidbit. Um, yeah, that's, that's interesting to, to know. Um, 
but to your to your point, Adam, like to your question about did they use good practice? Did they fix an identity crisis? I don't think they did. I I, I think it's even more confusing now, honestly. Um, I know that there was a lot of talk about, and I and I think Ryan had put it out there, right? He had tweeted out that that color palette, you know, where it shows. Uh, all the colors that the jazz have used, and it, and it is a lot, and it's too many. Um, I I've talked with jazz fans before, saying, you know, I I wish hindsight is twenty twenty, right? I I wish that that the jazz had an identity like the Bulls, like the Celtics, like the Lakers, right? They they've kept the same colors for years. They've they've deviated maybe slightly. Um, but you know, you, you know, the Bulls, you know, the Celtics, you know, the Lakers, there's the, the logos have maybe changed here and there, but the colors have, have really never, never wavered. Um, so in a way I, I was, I personally was hoping that they might go back to, to, a an older color scheme, if you want to say, but just so there's, there is kind of that identity. Cause I, I think a lot of people do identify the jazz with certain colors. I think if you talk to any NBA fan out there and you ask them what colors do the jazz use, not right, not right now, but what colors they associate with the jazz. I, I, I bet a lot of people would bring up purple. So to me, I think it's, I think it just created more of an identity crisis. And, and we, we talked about this before where um, I, I feel like when I'm, when I'm on Twitter and, and I'm, I'm seeing people commenting on jazz posts or things like that. You know, I, I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of other NBA fans being very confused at what the jazz are doing too. So, so uh, yeah, as far as identity crisis, I still think we're in one. Um, and, and I, I think it's cool that, that, you know, Sam, you've talked about this, that, that Ryan has kind of used this as his, his own project and wants to put a stamp on the team and, and I, I think that's absolutely great. I, I just wish that there would have been, I wish that there would have been a little more, you know, raising of hands maybe in that room at the time to say, well, you know, maybe, maybe this isn't the way we should go. I, it, it sounds to me like it was like you were saying a little bit more like, yeah, it's great. Like, yeah, let's, let's affirm this decision. But um, yeah, I, I think it could have, it could have, it could have gone a lot better. And, and I think you mentioned this, Adam, uh, with, with Ryan saying in the press conference, right. That he, there were some things that he didn't like. And, and that was kind of shocking to me in a way, because I, I thought if you're the owner of a team and you really want to be involved, but if, if there are things that you don't like about, not just a rebrand, there's certain things you don't like about the arena. There's certain things that you don't like about, you know, uh, a whole sphere of things that you'd, you'd want people to know that you're not, you know, you're not feeling it. Um, so that was, that was kind of shocking to me, to be honest. Yeah, that, that was surprising as well. Uh, ultimately I think I lean more towards, Hey, this was a bad process. And, and, you know, there were some bad practices in that. I think they came with an intent. They did their due diligence, the focus groups, the consultants or whatever. And I think that they had this vision. And, and, but 
a lot of it was just, hey, we're moving forward, and so we, we want your support, you know. Uh, I, I say this, you know, I've kind of observed this a little bit throughout my career that, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we use this term collaboration, right, to, to kind of, you know, get everybody's ideas and stuff. But I've kind of observed that at some point people say, okay, you know what, we're done collaborating, just get on board, you know, back the plan because we're moving forward. And I kind of feel like that's what it was. And, and, and in a way, I think what Ryan's talking about with, you know, some of the things that he didn't like, in a way, I think he, you know, shared a vision of wanting to be different and, and all these things. And, you know, the designers came with, you know, all of this really bold stuff. And, you know, they, they convinced him of, you know, why, why it achieved his vision. He was like, yeah, yeah, I'm on board. But then when, you know, the fan base isn't reacting anywhere close, he's like, oh, well, you know, this isn't exactly what I had in mind the whole time anyways. So that, that's why I kind of feel like there wasn't, there wasn't good practice and it wasn't a good process because, you know, it seemed like there was so much confidence all the way till the very end. And at, at the slightest, you know, hint of pushback, you know, they're, they're starting to reassess. And then when, you know, the floodgates open up and, and people are, are really disappointed with how things are shaking out, uh, you know, they started investing, you know, a lot of time, money, etc., to repitch the idea and, and kind of, you know, almost back PR the whole thing. So I would, you know, it's totally fine that if Ryan wants to make this his, his pet project and it's like his version of the jazz and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he owns the team, you know, it's, it's absolutely fine. But from my perspective, I wouldn't call it good practice, especially as you mentioned, you know, coming from somebody who, you know, founded a business about, um, you know, uh, gathering data and keeping a pulse on what your, your market or your, uh, your, company, et cetera, you know, feels about uh, a certain subject. So those are kind of my thoughts about good practice, good process and such. Did I spur any additional thoughts you guys would like to weigh in on? I see Sam Shicken said, or not in his head. Well, well, I think, you know, you got to give Ryan a lot of credit because he's been more involved with, you know, the fans and engaging the community than we probably saw ever from the Millers and not to slight the Millers. They did a lot of amazing things too, but I just think that, you know, we're finding that, you know, Ryan, he's, he's just a fan like us and, and he might have preferences of things that he, he likes and directions that he wants to go. They may not align with the fans, but that's okay. It's his team. Like you said, he has that ability and I don't want to discredit his passion and his desire to be different and to be new because he wants to take us to the new heights. And, and are, are those new heights winning a championship? Hopefully, you know, that's what I think most fans want to see. But we also want to see continuity. We want to see that there's a, a brand that we, we can identify with because we've been part of it for so long. And going to Tiffany's thought on the Bulls, the Lakers, you know, you, you know the Celtics, there's the consistency there and there just hasn't been that with the jazz. And so I think it's just watered down the brand so much that starting from scratch every five to 10 years is really difficult to do. Um, and so he's up against a lot. I mean, he kind of inherited this. He inherited a lot of colors too. Um, and so 
I can't think of any other professional sports franchise that's changed colors as much as the Utah Jazz. And I don't know if you guys can correct me on this, but the only other team that I've seen that's done this this much is the San Diego Padres. And they've never won either. And so maybe it's something where the teams are trying to spur interaction. They're trying to grow their fans. And the only way they can do that because they're not winning is by changing things up aesthetically, uh, if that makes sense. So that's that's my last kind of thought on the on the subject. So what's the legacy of this era in a way? Like, you know, how does how does this branding end up, you know, being compared to, you know, the the navy and white or the Mardi Gras colors, right? Or the mountain jerseys, um, you know, or or even, you know, the uh, the southern Utah, you know, gradient. Um, and and will the Jazz ever like achieve a consistent recognizable identity like clearly that's one of their objectives you know but it's been complicated further and and you know an optimist would say you kind of have to take a step back to go forward in a way but you know how how does this all shake out in five years how are we how are we looking back on on this era relative to others and, and can we achieve an identity I, I don't know that any of us can even answer that question, right? It's kind of a wait and see process. Uh, it's it's a good it's a good question to ask. I just don't know. I, a lot of things could happen in the next five years, right? Um, could this be seen as like the worst rebrand ever? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Who knows, right? Maybe five years from now. And I'm saying that in in jazz terms, not necessarily in all of sports, but. But, um, you know, who knows in five years, do things change again? I don't know. You know, are, are we to a point now where we have rebranded so many times that like enough is enough and we just decide, hey, we're sticking with black, white and yellow. Like these are our colors going forward. We can't afford, <laughs> you know, we can't afford another rebrand down, down the line. Um, don't know. Can the jazz ever achieve a, a consistent identity? That's a great question. I don't. I don't think I have an answer for that one. <laughs> I think. I think it's a wait and see. Um, I, I don't know. I. I think. I think. Obviously, the the fan uh, opinion has been has been heavy enough that I don't think that they'll just brush off. You know, and I. I don't think they are currently, and I don't think they will going forward brush off um, any of the fan opinions. Especially if, as we've mentioned, especially if uh, merchandise sales, jersey, you know, sales aren't where they need to be. I think, I think the dollar in that department might, I mean, you know, it could have something to do with it. Um, I guess my answer to all those questions is I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely fair because you know, we have seen so many changes. And so we're not, we're not used to the consistency at this point. We've seen every five to 10 years, we've seen a rebrand. And so to answer your question is, how does this, this rebrand compare to some of the others? I don't know. I, I like to put it maybe in baseball terms. I mean, you look at the Utah Jazz as a whole, they've hit a couple home runs. I think they did a really great job with the original purple with the Jazz you know, J note AZZ and the color scheme, iconic, right? And we've seen those come back a couple years ago. Um, even the whites in that 
you know, the, the home whites were amazing back then. And then we saw them rebrand to the Purple Mountains. I think that was probably another home run as it pertains to how uniforms were in the 90s. And then they've had some some strikeouts. Um, you know, I think that I wasn't a huge fan of the the navy blue, light blue Darren Williams AK-47 era. Although I love that era, I thought that was there were some fun teams. I don't, I didn't ever feel like those uniforms spoke to me. They got rid of some really great ones, you know, and, and replaced them with those. So it's hard to follow up uh, the Jazz Mountain uh, design. And so I, I think this design that they've just recently come out with might be at the bottom of the totem pole, unfortunately. But I'll put a caveat onto that because everything can change if a team is winning. Okay, if the team if the team somehow whether they this year with the core group that they have, they go and win, you know, make a deep run into the playoffs. And who knows if they tank and they get Victor Wimbanyama or some young star. And, and that's our new identity is this superstar. And we can build on, you know, that type of player and they win a championship in the next five years. Hey, I could see the team leaning into that and saying, Hey, we're going to keep this. I don't think you've ever seen a team rebrand after winning a title. Um, and one last thing on this, I, I think that, we have to keep in mind that Nike has its parameters on how many times and how often a team can rebrand. I mean, it's for the association white jerseys and then the uh, color icon jersey, whatever that may be, that's a five-year commitment. And so you can't just go and change. Could the team pull some strings and maybe change after two or three years with this current set? It's up for debate. Um, I think that they probably could, but Nike is years in advance with their uniforms. And so to that point, you know, we might be, you know, in in on this uniform rebrand for five years at the minimum. Uh, we'll see what happens in the next five years. I think there's a lot of question marks, just like Tiffany said. So will they ever achieve a consistent identity? I don't know. I think that every time you go and rebrand again and add new colors to the palette, you look up in your stands and you see Skittles, um, you know, an array of colors in this in Vivint Arena during a game, whether it's purple, it's yellow, it's white black um it's everything and so maybe that's our brand i don't know it's it is it's a lot of question marks going forward and it's going to take winning and it's going to take consistency in my opinion yeah yeah i hear you as far as legacy goes i kind of feel like this kicks off the modern era of jazz basketball in a way that because you know in a in a two-year window you coincided moving on from the two cornerstones, Gobert and Mitchell, simultaneously changing ownership and, and did this big of a rebrand. Um, and the league is set to explode not in terms not only in terms of wealth but potentially expanding into you know more international markets, a lot of expansion talk about Mexico City. Like this feels like this is kind of the 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 tipping point of get of modern jazz basketball is what we're entering in a way. And uh, I, I think that's probably how it's going to be looked back upon as, as kind of that, uh, that ushering in of this, you know, more modern, modern era of the team. Um, as far as achieving an, an, a consistent recognizable identity, if the jazz had made a move to purple, I actually do think that they that they do achieve it because we, we're kind of at this point where we're beginning to lose either, you know, just due to time, uh, you know, or disinterest, starting to lose, you know, most of those generations that were inherent to the purple. And um, 
and, and we're we're starting to you know have a lot of fans who have only grown up with these five to ten year rebrands you know every single time so i felt like this was a pivotal point where if you did introduce purple you actually probably do solve the identity crisis and and not just internally but from a league or just casual fan perspective purple is now associated with the utah jazz i i think they could have achieved that now i'm really skeptical that uh that from a casual fan or a non-basketball fan that uh, that a color uh, would would ever really be associated with this with this team or, or a suite of colors would ever be associated with this team. I think the the thing we have going for us is the J note and, and and that's that's really what we can hang our hat on as the consistent identifiable component um, of jazz basketball. So how how would you guys see it evolve? Maybe take just a minute or something and say if if Nike were to allow the Jazz to pivot, you know, slightly, we have to keep a ninety percent facsimile of what we currently have, but you know they allow for some subtle tweaks, you know, not with colors, but you know with some implementations, some design aspects of jerseys or whatever. Uh, what are you doing? What are you changing? Sam, start with you, man. Yeah, and I've talked about this quite a bit on my own Twitter, but I think, like I mentioned before, adding some trim to these, you know, the collars and the sleeves of the uniforms would be a big step forward. Um, my next tweak, and if you can call this minor, I don't know, but sizing down that font, um, and you don't even have to change the font all the way if you don't want to, but if you're not ready to make that big of a change, but size it down. Um, let's get some more thought out uh design elements into this uniform that ties it into utah that ties it into jazz and ties it into our identity you have to make the fans connect with it um, and if it's a practice uniform they're not going to connect with it at all so those would be my minor minor changes that i would make to try and solve uh, the issue at hand tiffany anything anything different to that that's burning for you that you you know make some subtle tweaks for I think Sam pretty much covered it. I, I don't think there's more that I can add to what he said. I, I definitely agree that, that sizing down the font would probably be a good, a good option there. Um, yeah, adding some, some type of personality. I, I don't know what that is. I'll leave that to, to designers to do. But, but yeah, um, something recognizable within the jersey, something that, that – says it's a Utah Jazz jersey without just saying Utah or Jazz. <laughs> you know, I think I think that's why a lot of people resonated with the mountain jerseys and and even like the gradient, you know, city jerseys that we've had, right? Uh because there was a Utah element, you know, included within the design. Uh, you know, you got mountains, that's a Utah thing. You've got the the gradient was very southern Utah with the sunset. You know, you had the lines going down the sides, you know, I think, I just think that there was, there was a lot of personality with some, with some former jerseys that just haven't been included in, in the rebrand. So anything that can, that can add a little character to your point, Adam, uh, I think would be a win at this point. <laughs> so fast forward five years. Nike says, okay, Jazz, you can rebrand. Tiffany, what direction do you go? What, what would you prefer to do 
at that juncture. Um, and obviously you have to, you know, think with the limited, you know, exposure that you have to all the jazz history at this moment and not in five years. But at this point, what, where, what, what direction would you go? Well, hey, if if the Jazz do win a championship in the next five years, I will be full on board with the, with the black, white, and yellow. So, like to Sam's point, teams don't change, <laughs> teams don't rebrand after winning a championship. So, if if somehow that happens in the next five years, yeah, I'll I'll be on board. Um, but I mean, we we've talked about it. I I would I would love a return to purple. I would. I think purple would sell. Uh, you made this point, Adam, that I think purple is identifiable with the jazz. Um, I, I think if that happens, when that happens in the future, I think a lot of jazz fans will sort of breathe a sigh of relief and say, guys, we're back. Like, we got back to our roots. It's finally happened. We're not trying all these other colors out again. Um I, I think that's my that's my ideal. You know, I don't know if that's if that's something happen we've we've talked about you know are they ever going to achieve a consistent identity who knows um but that that would be my vote in five years if if it you know they they come to the point where they have to make a decision on on what to do i i think purple is the way to go and i'll i'll always i'll always be always be a purple fan for sure um yeah that that's what i would that's what i would lean towards as for me i yeah i think that i i probably align with Tiffany quite a bit here. I think that, like you mentioned earlier, Adam, I think they could have solved a lot of the problems if they would have just returned to purple. And, you know, they could have even tweaked the design, you know, up- upgraded the note. Um, obviously, they took off the AZZ. We're not going to see that anymore, which I thought that was a really good word mark on the jersey and kind of an iconic design. They didn't think so. That's fine if they want to remove that, but they kept the note, which is a huge symbol. And I'm glad that we have that going forward because that's really all we have, like you said. And so for me, if it's five years down the road and I get the chance to rebrand, I mean, I'm going to try to do a modern take on, on a purple uniform. And if you follow the the team closely in that same rebrand video, they even showed what the next two uniforms are in next year, you know, and which is unheard of for teams to do. I mean, we've already released our city edition for next year, which is in a purple with kind of a gradient mountain look. Um, And so going back to that gradient, design grading idea which was new to the league at that time the jazz were the only team that has done that now the phoenix suns have done it and other teams as well i'd probably lean back into that um go go purple gradients and if you're not a fan of just of kind of a very deep purple like the mountain purple if you want to wear like more of a lavender that looks good on a hoodie and you could go that direction with the merch and things like that if you don't feel like the that mountain purple is kind of your style so I would uh, I would definitely try and get back to those roots. What your secondary and tertiary colors are, you know, that's up for debate. Um, I think you'll have half jazz fans say, "Let's go original Mardi Gras colors with purple, green, and gold," and then you'll have a lot of fans that are more of the fans of the '90s colors, where it's let's do the kind of the more mountain purple with the light, the uh, kind of a teal blue, maybe some copper in there, but. Man, we have a lot of options, don't we? We have a lot of directions that we could go. It's going to be pretty fascinating to see the direction that the team goes. But, you know, I'm excited nonetheless. So I guess maybe I'll share my opinion. Had the Jazz kind of done this right? Had they done more good practice 
with this whole thing and even still chosen black, white, and yellow because I, I really have come around on them. I, I, I love the colors. If they had gone about it the right way, I think, um, and, and really leaned into to jazz and, and creating this, this, this vibe and this, I don't know, this, this character about, you know, these jazz clubs and, you know, educating, you know, the fan base more on, you know, black jazz music and, and things, you know, really leaned into that and, and, you know, had a lot of branding elements. Like we saw that, that cool take note, uh, in the practice facility, you know, I thought there was just so much potential with that kind of stuff. Maybe not explicitly for jerseys, but just you know, throughout you know, throughout the arena and in and in uh, you know, marketing materials, etc. I felt like if they really had leaned into that, and and frankly, honestly, it just boggles my mind that they buried the lead of the symbolism of the colors, hearkening back to jazz. Why they didn't blast that? From every medium they had, I have no clue. Had they done that right, I'd probably be tempted to to stick with uh, with what we have because of what I mentioned, ushering in this modern era. And you know, I probably would be leaning there. But as of right now, I I I'd lean toward the purple um, because all of this stuff that we mentioned with the the merchandising, you still could have done it with purple, like. Just because black and white isn't part of your official palette with Nike on your jerseys, uh, what does that matter? You know, you have full, full authority over your merchandising and a ton of black, white, and purple stuff uh, would, would have just been massive, massive home runs. So that's, that's kind of where I sit on, the, uh, on, on the, what I'd do in five years. Yeah, and if you kind of sparked a thought that I had as you were talking, because like you said, they kind of buried this idea of leaning into jazz music and the black key and a white key and spotlight yellow. And it kind of brings up an interesting dilemma that I think the jazz organization has to deal with. And it stems back from when the team came to Utah originally. They didn't have enough time to rebrand the team when they came from New Orleans so they stuck with jazz. And from then on, they've always kind of had this fish out of water element happening here where there is no jazz in Utah. We're mountains. And so right now, I think we're kind of, we have two very popular eras here that we're trying to merge together. And it's a really difficult thing to do. And as somebody like me who's tried to design uniforms and I want to get, you know, I want fans to be excited. I want fans, when I put out a design, I want fans to like it, obviously. And so I think the team's in that same boat. They have this mountain identity and they have this jazz music identity. Merging the two is nearly impossible, in my opinion. And so I think you have to lean into one or the other. And so either way, whatever you do, you're going to affect and maybe kind of push away some some fans, whether they like one you know, era or another. But I think you have to do it. I think it's the only way that you can really save the semblance of what branding you still have available to you. And it luckily both both identities, whether it's the New Orleans jazz, Mardi Gras colors, or the Utah jazz mountain colors, luckily they both have purple. So I think we can at least align with that. We've got the the Utah jazz note. I think we could take those two things and run with it and have a pretty successful uh, brand going forward. Okay. To wrap up, give me a 30 seconds 
on how you're feeling about the Jazz right now. Let's get to actual basketball talk. Tiffany, 30 seconds on, you know, how you're feeling about this jazz team right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I admit, you know, I was expecting when the season started, I, I was not expecting a, a, a winning team. I I've been very impressed with this start. Now they are on a three game skid. Um, so I'm, I'm very curious to see how they bounce back from this. Uh, but I mean, being the first team in the Western conference to 10 wins, I think was huge. I I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of grit. I've seen a lot of effort. I've seen a lot of, things that I feel like we weren't necessarily seeing in the last year or two. So um, I, I've been, I've been very impressed. Uh, I've been watching pretty much every game that, you know, that I'm able to. Uh, I'm excited about the team. Uh, that's where I'm at right now. You know, we'll, we'll see how things go. I think, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of things could still change with this team this season in particular. Um, but as of right now, I'm I'm having fun, and I'm having more fun than I thought I would. If you you know, if you had told me that that the Jazz record would be what it is now at the beginning of the season, I I probably wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> so uh, right now, I'm I'm just having fun, and I think that's what a lot of fans are doing. There's not a lot of expectation on the team now. Maybe that's changed because of how much they've they've won. I wonder if some people's expectations have changed a little bit. We're now. They're, they're expecting more wins maybe than they did. But I think overall expectations are, are you know, minimal and people are just having fun. And I think that, that that's the best thing to expect out of this year is just let's see a gritty team. Let's see, a, you know, a team that dives on the ball for loose or dives on the floor for loose balls. Let's, you know, let's see teams that that play some defense, you know, um, so I'm having fun. That's my that's that was way over thirty seconds, but that's my minute and a half or whatever. Uh, yeah. You know, I think Tiffany made some great points. Uh, we haven't seen a team with this kind of grit, you know, in a few years, and so a team that is playing with the chip on their shoulder. I mean, if if I were involved in a team that everyone told me we were going to only win less than ten games, of course we'd want to band together and 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 try to you know, beat the critics. And, and even if the critics were within our own state. So I'm loving seeing that. I'm loving um, Coach Hardy. I think he's doing a fantastic job with this young group. And it's kind of a band of misfits that have just kind of, they found some success early. Now, I do think that the teams are starting to figure them out a little bit. You know, the 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 tape is, is out there on the jazz and how you can beat them. But man, great start of the season. Um, it's been a lot of fun so far. You know, jerseys withstanding. I enjoy a lot of the players, whether they be, you know, we mentioned Walker Kessler, who's a lot of fun. Um, you know, Kelly Olenek, who was a player I really never really liked, but he's, he, I've been enjoyable to watch. Obviously, you know, some of our mainstays like Clarkson and Conley are still around, but fun, you know, fun group to watch and they bring the energy, which is all you can ask for as a fan. Guys, thank you so much for joining me to review the rebrand, put it all in the rearview mirror, and you know, I, I'm I'm so happy you guys you know came aboard, and, and we'll see how things shake out. But this was you know so awesome to do. Sam, you gave us so much awesome insight into a little bit of behind the scenes, and Tiffany, you are the poster child for how the fan base has felt and struggled with this whole rebrand so thank you both so much for coming on and, and telling us all about it thank you adam yeah thank you so much for having us